gets pushed right back, Charlie's dead. People deluded, I'm back again. First things first, I hope everyone's doing well and safe. I hope everyone's enjoying their weekend. I hope everyone's had a great and progressive week in terms of their goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions and aspirations. I hope everyone's doing fit and healthy and wishing you and your loved ones continued success If you're and, and health in that regard. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button. If you're on Twitch, you're doing amazing. Just make sure you're following and subscribing. Also, especially if you've got Amazon Prime, it helps the channel. One love to everybody watching the ads on Twitch as well people so yeah man happy mo happy sunday pity yeah i hope it's a happy monday for arsenal don't forget i think we kick off at 8 p.m tomorrow so live before uh kickoff an hour before kickoff i'll be live across youtube and twitch please make sure you're hitting the like button and yeah people as i said i hope you're doing well and safe um obviously transfer news couple bits and pieces as the league well the league's done this time next week you know hopefully well, the game wouldn't be kicked off, but we'll be gearing up for our last game of the season against Everton. Hopefully we do the business against Joe Willock's Newcastle, where personally I think we're going to lose or just drop points. Uh, don't really care for Tottenham Burnley, specifically not doing watch-alongs today. Just go enjoy my life, really. I don't give a crap about that. Um, so, yeah, man, if I'm honest with you, not relying on Burnley. Burnley are not going to be able to do that. So, yeah, it is what it is. I want to see what Mikel Arteta has said in relation to his, his obviously press conference. So yeah, man, I am not normally. I don't know if that's sarcasm, Denver, but yeah, man, I'm on time for once. Appreciate that. Aaron Hickey is a good player with both feet, like Tomiyasu, but I don't know if he's ready for the for the prom. I don't know if he's got a prom date, G6, but I think he is ready for the prem. He's obviously got a lot to learn. I think he's done it the right way. I think he's gone to the Italian's University of Defending and he's picked up some good things. Um, he's obviously done well in Scotland. Of course, he's not going to be the finished article. Of course, he's not going to be the end product. He's 19 years of age. I do think physically he might need to bulk up and just general consistencies. But I think the, the base level is there. I think he's a very decent reader of the game. I think he's an intelligent footballer. I think, obviously, he's comfortable with both feet. as chipped. I don't really care for him scoring goals because I'd need to know you can defend first. But he's got five goals this season. Can contribute going forward. Almost a young team. He can play right back as well. I personally think he could have a future in midfield as well. I don't think he'll end up there. But it's something that I and a lot of people who watch him consider. So he's a very intelligent man. He obviously ticks into what we're doing with the young players and whatnot. You know, not to give Tavares astray, and I hope he's better next season, but I think he's better than Tavares. Personally, I feel, you know what, Tavares, you go out on loan, turn you yourself from an £8 million player into a £16 million player. Go and make mistakes where it doesn't necessarily affect Arsenal, and then we'll see what you're on when, when you when you return, innit? We ain't going to lose to Newcastle, bro. I hope I hope so. I hope they, your name's Charity. I hope they give us the Charity three points. I don't know. I was more confident going into Spurs than Newcastle, so where does that leave me? You know, Newcastle, Trippier's there. It's written in the script. He scores. Callum Wilson is back. Eddie Howe's got them playing well. But if you lose to Newcastle, you don't deserve to be Champions League in the Champions League. Respectfully to Newcastle, again, you've as poor as Arsenal have been, 
is somehow still in our hands. Now, obviously, the table is going to fluctuate if what expected has been done in the sense of Spurs beat Burnley today. Of course, we hope Burnley do a thing. They're fighting for their lives. But I personally think they're going to be out of that within the first half. You've got 180 minutes. Simple as that. If you want Champions League football, you do it, in it. No excuses. Don't care how you do it. Don't care what you do. Don't care necessarily the manner of the win. You just need to win. Burnley five at the back, hopefully. But I just think they're good. Bro, I can't lie. I'll be very surprised if it's not two, three nil Spurs in the first half. I want to be wrong, of course. I just think they're going to blitz them still. If I'm completely honest with you, man. <clears throat> man said, come on, Burnley. Good replacement for Tavares. Comfortable with both feet. Can play both and an intelligent... Can play both and an intelligent with defensive actions. Obviously, room for improvement because he's young. Come on, Burnley. So good. I had to say it twice, man. Hickey is a great target that's been scouted. The issue is never identifying targets. It's getting them over the line. Amen to that. Before we carry on with all of that, though, I want to actually get into Mikel Arteta's press conference, man, because as as usual, I like to see what's going on, people. Um so it is what it is. Let's see what specifically Mikel Arteta has had to say. Personally, I don't think there's a thing anybody can say. We got battered against Tottenham. You need to regroup. As I just said, you want Champions League football, 180 minutes to go prove it. If you can't do it against Everton and Newcastle, regardless of what Eddie Howe's doing or... can hide behind the fact of top six was probably the goal and there is some positives for us this season but it would be a failure since top four became a legitimate talking point and a massive ultimately a massive disappointment people so we've got to be honest with ourselves man honesty the best policy and all that stuff as they say people gene appreciate you hope you hope you liverpool fans are doing well and safe after another cup win you know you don't really have a you got history with the fa cup people but you know yeah, he won it since Soul Six. So it's good to see it stopped. I'm not gonna lie, I do think some Liverpool fans can be quite cringy, like in the penalty of in the build up to the penalty thing. You know, Klopp invented geeing up players before before a penalty. Anyways, away from any of that, big up to you lot for beating you know London Red, London Blue and that you know Mason Mount, Mickey Mount, bottle it in it again. Doesn't like Wembley, does he? Anyways, with this, bro, I, they need good morning to you, Jing. Burnley need to raise it. I'm not relying on Burnley. I don't care about Burnley, man. Listen, it's, 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 it's that real. I don't really care what Spurs are doing and things. Just for, fixated on Newcastle and Everton. Do your business. It doesn't matter what, what Spurs do, in it. Don't do your business. Spurs are laughing. That probably Kane probably signs a new deal. Conte probably stays. You have a chance to probably fuck that club up a bit. Pardon my French. Anyways. Arteta on Newcastle bouncing back and injuries, people. On which defenders are fit? Again, boy, we played a dangerous... But there's been every now and again during the course of this season, fullbacks have been dropping. Centre-halves at this moment in time, centre-mid. As I said, I do like the fact that players that don't want to be here for whatever reason are gone. I do think one byproduct of having a smaller squad has been more togetherness. But ultimately, we've sold ourselves short. You know, we have sold ourselves short. And between... You know, big up to Eddie's doing what he's doing, but between not having that striker that can give us a boost, that midfielder, whatever, we're going to probably point towards Jan as a missed opportunity where it could have given us more strength or it could have been thingy. Please refrain, Steph, please refrain from comparing Mason Mount to certain individuals. You know, Mason Mount might play for Chelsea, but, you know, I don't want to see him in the same sentence as that pussy old who I hope is burning in hell, racist twat. A good question, really. We'd like an even better answer. We all know we will know probably more tomorrow, which is today. So we want to extend this period as much as possible to understand how they're recovering, how they're feeling, assess them, and tomorrow 
on which players he's waiting for more news on Ben White and Gabby, as in Gabriel. I know Ben White's had issues, but personally, to me as a fan, I don't understand why he's on the bench and not utilised, whether it was when we went to 10 men or just use him from the start, really and truly, together with Tomiyasu on the right. Yes, you could say he's injured, but from your on-the-subs bench, it's irrelevant. You're able to play 30 seconds or an hour. Obviously, I'm being a bit harsh. So I do think that's more naivety from the manager we've got a lot of time for. But end of the day, I don't know what's going on, innit? You know, you've got question marks over Ben White, Gabriel, obviously holding will not play a part. As much as I want to go free at the back, who the hell goes in defence, people? You know, it's, it's probably a point where you've you've got a hope Ben White's available. Probably Ben White, Tommy Asu and Xhaka really makeshift back three. It is what it is. Cedric, unfortunately, has to play right back. Or you might as well just stick with what you're doing, people. Um, so, yeah, we're waiting on news. On how he, maybe even Ben White could have played right back in the, against Spurs. Not that he was good. The last London derby away from home in, in Chelsea. Well, he played against, he played against West Ham. We get the point. On how he reflects on the North London derby, boy, I look forward. I said after the press conference, I just look forward. That game was lost. We were disappointed, but we didn't have any time to recover. And we have a huge game to play on Monday against Newcastle. Full focus and energy was just on that. Personally, I think it's a myth. I think it was wise to keep Ben White. That game was done, not risking it. I mean, by the time the red card's gone, gone in, the game's, the game's not done. I hear it. You know, we're living to fight another day, but there's no point in him being on the bench. If he's on the bench, he's able to play and he helps us no matter what we say. You know, 50 million pound man in a must-win North London derby, 90 minutes away for going through. We're playing silly games, really. And really, we're not helping our players. You know, Ben Rob Holding has played well in a in a back four. By Heart Lane. It's these sort of moments you need cool heads from your players and cool heads from your gaffer. We messed it up, but we have to move forward, as said, people. Um, it is what it is. So, yeah, he said he looks forward, which what can you do? Again, to be honest, fuck Antonio Conte's comments. Arteta said it in a more positive way. Who gives a crap, really? They won. It is what it is. On how we played against Tottenham, we started the game extremely well. We was good for 15 minutes, but, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Once that turning point came in with the red card, we didn't react, people. Um, we started the game extremely well. Um extremely well that we conceded the first goal and the way we conceded after that decision and obviously after the game got into a situation that is difficult to judge or assess but I said it I was really proud of the players how they tried to handle the situation but obviously very disappointed with the result got a lot of time for you Arteta you're chatting nonsense there really and truly we were we were poor in it we bottled we let our emotions get to us we didn't react properly to the red card yes the referee was booky but the variables we can control weren't good enough I don't think there's anything to be proud of, especially considering we set ourselves higher targets and higher um, standards this season. Sometimes it's just cool to be honest and say we played we, we played poor. You know, football's uh, an, an emotional game. It's filled with momentum. These are two lessons I hope we take heed against Spurs. We lost 3-0. Simple as that. They smacked us 3-0. There's, there's, there's no way you can be proud of the players. And if you're proud of the players, standards on the floor. Now, I still believe in Arteta and I believe Arteta is one of them. He's going to say this nonsense in public and then get onto them in private. But to me as a fan, it's of little consolation. Appreciate that. Hit the like button. The ratio needs to be patterned. Um, on what he's learned from his players since the defeat, how lucky I, I am to have them. And to be honest, I'm not saying throw them under a bus. It doesn't help with two games left in it. But still, how they understand any difficulty, how much they are looking forward to play on Monday, how excited they are about the challenge. They said all this about Spurs. Because we all know every, we will know everything that we've been throughout the season and how much we have to fight to be in this position. On if Thursday was the lowest moment of his career, now, I mean, losing to Spurs is always a low moment, but going out to Nottingham Forest, 
you know, the Villarreal game, there's definitely been lower games than that, really and truly. Thursday was another one. Obviously, losing the derby is always painful. And having been through that situation, we went into the game. It's like that. But as well, you learn a lot more than with any victory. It's so good to go through those moments sometimes. Any play, you know, you should never feel you're as good as you are when things are going right and vice versa. When things are going wrong, you're not as bad as you think you are. So any confidence that is shot against Spurs, you need to you need to man up, really. Pardon my French, really. You know, by all means, be disappointed. But remember that this is still in your hands. Again, if you do not beat Newcastle, you don't deserve to be in the Champions League. That it was a possibility. And we knew that to get in that position that we are in today, a lot has happened in the past and we've been through it. We've experienced it. And hopefully that can help us again on Monday. On the reaction he's expecting from the players, the excitement that they show me every day, the way they've come in today with the energy and they were with today to play the game and very willing to go there and perform at the highest level. On, on Newcastle's progress since January, listen, big up what Newcastle have done. I don't need to tell you, you know, people were having them as a shoe as a shoe in to go down. Eddie Howe's done a fantastic job, but I really don't care about Newcastle. I'm just focused on Arsenal Football Club. I don't care about Spurs. I don't care about Burnley. I don't care about Newcastle. 180 minutes on the best of days. I only care about Arsenal. Definitely now, in it? Simple as that. We all know the atmosphere. It's their last home game. They're playing well. Players are getting fit. It's exciting times for Newcastle. They should look at Arsenal realistically and think they can get a result, people. Um, it is what it is. This is the Premier League and it's great to go away, go to away grounds and experience those moments. As an athlete, you want to be exposed to that and take it in the right way. And very lucky to play these games. Um, people saying Hickey's slow. He's not that slow. He's just reasonably paced. And if you can read the game, it don't really matter how fast or slow you are. You know, I've got guys that are probably one of the quickest in the club. They can't use this. So it's irrelevant. Um, you know, players always, people are going to always try to water down players that are linked with Arsenal. Who cares though? As an athlete, you want to be exposed to that and take it in the right way and feel very lucky to play these games. I hope you take heed because the atmosphere got to you with Spurs. We're a very emotional team. You've got to be able away from home to control those emotions. On how we might adjust to more injuries, we'll have to modify certain positions to make it work because we don't have any more defenders. That's your fault because you let three go in January in Ainsley Maitland now is able to do that. Callum Chambers has gone to um, gone, gone to Villa and Marie's obviously gone to Udinese. Now, I don't really care that they're gone. Again, it's the byproduct. Simple as that. You can't stand in the rain and complain you're wet. As I said at the start, we played a dangerous game up front, which worked for a sec, midfield, and now and now here, you know. And the last time Arteta was asked on this, it kind of annoyed it kind of annoyed me. People where he said, "Well, you wasn't speaking about it until the injuries." Well, yes, they're not going to speak about it until then. So yeah, I think this means none of the academy players will play. Even we have academy players; they haven't experienced a lot of those positions because they're not specified central defenders. Probably Swanson and them and there. So it's something that we will try to find a way. On how likely it is that White and Gabriel will be fit, I could give you an estimate, but I'll probably be telling you whatever. Tomorrow will be the day we will have better answers. Probably not the answers that we want until match day, but hopefully better answers. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really care. Whoever's fit, it is what it is. Arteta and the boys, Arteta and Eddie, this is your playing squad. Anyone that is here or not here, you lot have made your bed. It is what it is. Players, it is what it is. I, I don't really care for a lot of this. Injuries... These sort of things are part and parcel of the season. The task has been made 10 times harder. I've got 180 minutes. Simple as that, really. I've got little patience for this. In terms of team news, people, as we just said, Ben White is, is nursing. It's been little to nothing on Saka. So we're going to have to see. But that's Mikel Arteta's press conference, really and truly. What are you guys saying before we look at the transfer news in a bit more of an extended light? Appreciate that. Smith Rowe needs to pattern up. Been on the bench, bro. 
who is Hickey? I've never heard of him. Type his name in on Google. And Jesus, we spoke about him yesterday. Apart from the fact that Arsenal are talking and preparing bids, it's the same thing, man. Morning. You know a lot about the youth system at our club. Who is Aaron Hickey? What's the deal with the youngster? Any good? I mean, you can literally, you know, type his name in on Google or pre my old videos, but I've said it at the start. He's a decent player. He's not a world-class player. He's, he needs a lot of work. He's 19. There's several raw aspects, but I like him. First thing, he's intelligent. He thinks like a defender. He's very street smart. Uh, obviously, youthful naiveties are going to be there. Comfortable with both feet. Good reader of the game. Could improve a bit physically, you know, might not even just end up as a fullback, could end up playing further forward or in the middle of the park, really, you know, decent sort of player, really, taking him, really, especially with what we're trying to do, really and truly. Smith Rowe needs to start games. Think it was mind games having him on the bench didn't work, but what, what, why? What, I hear you, but what mind games, though, like? What mind games? Just use your players, man. Appreciate you lot tuned in as well, people. So, yeah, man, is what it is, man. Exactly. 19, who has good work rate, good work rate defense. He has lots of, lots of potential, could be well good. Yep. But again, you know, it's not necessarily about his strengths, it's about his weaknesses. As long as Mikel knows how he could take him to the next way, is what it is. If we, if we, you can't survive a I think you mean if we can't survive a few injuries you don't deserve top four would you put Xhaka at the back and Lokonga in the middle with El Nene that's an option Lokonga's gonna get savage but yeah man you've got to use the squad now isn't it we've made our bed it's time to lie in it really and truly do you think if Spurs lose players will get complacent I don't know and I don't and, and the player shouldn't care the player shouldn't care whatever happens to that Spurs game just focus on what you're doing like just focus on you lot Focus on you don't need to be dramatically better than, than, than how you was against Spurs. There's going to be a lot of similarities away from home. Them fans, they are going to be buzzing. You know, they're going to make it difficult. They're going to fancy you again. First and second balls again. Newcastle are going to try to make the best out of aerial situations. We all know what time it is. You've got Sam Maximum who's going to try the skillers. They're going to try and give it to us as good as they can, really. So, again, rise to the occasion. Forgive yourselves for the Spurs game and apply yourself better now, isn't it? Really and truly. Simple as that, really. If I'm completely honest with you. But yeah, I've got real little patience, man. I'm definitely going to look at these players funny. Like, did I expect you to get top four? No. Are you watching Spurs? No, I don't care about Spurs. I genuinely don't care about football today. Like, as soon as this is done, I'm going out, man. I can't lie to you. Don't give a crap, man. Bruno, you know, Bruno Guimara's masterclass written in the stars, isn't it? I'd love to shut him up, in it, after his antics, but it is what it is. Looking at the transfer news now, people, you know, getting into it, please make sure you've hit the like button and you've also set your reminders for tomorrow's watch along across Twitch and YouTube. Twitch gang is in your schedules. YouTube crew, it is here for you guys. And one love to the one person, excluding myself, who bothered to hit that like button. But yeah, starting here, people. Again, I don't really trust Italian publications and we know Champions League football could mean Gab Jesus, which I actually think we could sign him without it, just based on the level of negotiations. Allegedly, you can't really assume Arsenal's a shoo-in for top four, but it is what it is. Um, you know, we've heard Telemans, Dybala, who as much as I would take him and he's a good player, he doesn't actually, you know, he's a great player by default, but he doesn't solve anything. He's a false nine. He's not renowned for goals. We've already got Odegaard and Smith Rowe in that sort of 10 or that creative position. I'm, I'm with it, but it, it's not really solving anything. But nonetheless, 
ex-Torino defender and now journalist said, I was told by a person close to you in the environment that if Arsenal qualifies for the Champions League, the Argentine will go there. I don't know. He could go to Spurs, you know, which he was close to. He could go to United. He could go to all these teams. And, you know, again, I don't know this journalist. He's, you know, you speak in this sort of language, things can be said. But, yeah, man, it is what it is with, with, with Dybala. Moving away from that, though, people, apparently Aaron Hickey is set for Arsenal transfer as Bologna agreed €25 Euro fee for the ex-Hearts star. We could have signed him for £1.5 from Hearts, and that's a tidy profit that Bologna are going to make, people. But it is what it is. Now, we heard the director, ironically, Bologna's sporting director was at the North London derby, and we heard him and Edu are having things. I could see us buying Hickey and loaning him back to Bologna or another club. I can't because it don't make sense, especially if you're going to spend 25 million euros under Arteta. Obviously, Saliba's an exception. Aaron Hickey could be on his way to Arsenal after a huge fee was agreed with Bologna. He's been, you know, sensational, as it says, since his, since being in Syria after making the move in summer of 2020. Bayern Munich and AC Milan have been linked with him. Also, Aston Villa have. Hickey can for Tierney for both club and country moving forward. Napoli also wanted him, but Calcio Napoli say a deal has been agreed between Bologna and Arsenal and final details are just to be sorted. It would see the Gunners pay a minimum of 20 million euros, but up to 25 million euros for Hickney in the summer and he would make the move to Mikel Arceta's side. It's also good news for Hearts who have a sell-on clause on his deal after guaranteeing European group stage action could even get more cash into the offers. He made his debut for Scotland in March, people, when he played both games against Austria and Poland. The actual report said, is this thing here, people? You know, Nick, Ar Na sorry, Napoli, Hickey fades, agreement found with an English club. Napoli, the track that leads to Aaron Hickey, the 19-year-old Scottish fullback of Bologna, who also likes several clubs in the Premier League, remains alive. The hot axis of transfer markets between Naples and Bologna. Many names are at stake with the Bolognese, with the sporting director, Giutoni's monitoring various profiles, including that of Hickey, a 19-year-old Scottish fullback who can play on both sides, people. As collectively, as collective, as collected exclusively by Calcio Napoli. I can't even see this, bro. This is horrible in terms of Google Translate and actually the font. People say I need to zoom in a bit. As collected exclusively by Calcio Napoli, the Hickey Napoli track is definitely uphill. In fact, in the last few hours, there is strong interest from Arsenal for both for the side. The sports director Bijan flew to London to meet the Gunners, and between the parties, an agreement was found between 20 and 25 million for the passage to the Premier League for the boy. Relations between Bologna and Arsenal are excellent, as witnessed by Tommy Asu's operation last summer. For Hickey, there are now the last details to be filled before completing the operation. Naples, therefore, cut off and directed towards other goals for the defensive band. Now, again, personal terms and a medical seem to not be discussed, so probably not there. I would love to... Obviously, with extra football with Europa League and whatnot, there is a future. Tavares doesn't necessarily have to go on loan. You know, Hickey could play more at right-back, ironically, in an ideal world, I'd like him to play more at right back than at left back because it might mean Tierney's fit, really. But realistically, it, it shares the burden. Or not just he, not just Tierney, but also Tommy Asu, who our season kind of went down the crap when he started getting his injuries again. So I'm all for this, really. But for me, you know, I hope this means loaning out Nuno Tavares to the Premier League or just somewhere where he can play consistently, make mistakes and just learn his craft. Obviously, Hickey isn't mistake-proof. He's still learning and all of these sort of things. But... Yeah, man, that's where Hickey is concerned, really. So we'll make of that one. So there's that. 
provides good good depth. Apparently, 51k a week striker Arsenal want has more goals than Kane and Ronaldo. Look at the guy gassing up the thing. How much times have we been linked with Musa Dembele from Lyon? Arsenal have been linked with Musa Dembele um, of the of from of Lyon. And this guy, nah, man, this guy's relaying. This guy's relaying things from March 2022. Yeah, you're trying to do the Banduli thing, where this is just some clickbait nonsense, people. This is this is just from my own reading. What else have we got? I don't know if you lot know, but allegedly, allegedly, Nicolas Pepe has changed agents a bit like when Maitland now did that. Now he could have changed agents for a variety of reasons, people. But you'd imagine that's to get your agent to do the job and get you moved on. Arsenal star Nicolas Pepe changes agent ahead of summer transfer window, people. Scrolling all the way down, Pepe has made the decision to change his Agent admits speculation the Arsenal winger um, linking the Arsenal winger with an exit from the club. As you know, we bought him for a serious fee, hasn't lived up to expectations, barely can get a game. And yeah, on his Instagram, he announced that people. So we're gonna have to see what he's doing. People, there was reports claiming that Sevilla had opened um talks to sign him on loan with an option to buy. So we're gonna have to see on joining this new agency. He said, I'm beyond happy to announce that I'm joining. LF360.official that will be managing my career from now on. I fully trust in Luis Ferrer and his team to help me doing the right choices and to get new summits and challenges in the best possible way. My family and I are really looking forward to what's next and I'm more motivated than ever to pursue my goals for the end of the season and year to come. Thanks for your support, people. So make of that what you will as well. What's this? Arsenal want Fabio Vieira. Now, this Portuguese slash Porto guy, he's quite techy on the ball. He played quite well a couple of years ago against City, if I remember correctly. Good passing range, can play in a in a bunch of midfield roles. Good passing range, wants the ball, can break the lines. I'm all, uh, you know, we could do a lot worse at Arsenal Football Club, if I'm completely honest with you. Apparently, Liverpool agree first refusal. Arsenal want Fabio Vieira. Um, apparently, Sunday Mirror reports that Liverpool have reached a midfielder. And obviously, they've got a good relationship, having just bought Diaz. It appears that Liverpool would like to poach another player and they've already taken steps to make the deal happen. It doesn't really go beyond that, people. Apparently, he's got a release clause of 12.7 million. So, yeah, that might make sense. Apparently, Porto are open to letting him leave. But it doesn't really say where Arsenal's interest comes from beyond us probably just genuinely scouting him. So, I don't know if that's to be believed. 50 million Brazilian more likely to arrive at Ars at the Emirates, sorry, than Osimhen. Arsenal are more likely to sign Richarlison than Victor Osimhen in the summer transfer window, according to journalist Dean Jones. According to Italian outlet La, La Gazzetta della Sport via the Manchester Evening News, Osimhen has chosen Arsenal over Man United as his side, as he believes they'll be able to offer him Champions League football. Brazy. He's an absolute... We'll have to see whether that happens. Um, scrolling all the way, Dan. I don't know if there's any truth in any of this. Yeah, Richarlison is running banks, people. Um, obviously, it's said New United have kind of gone away from it. Apparently, Football Insiders claims the Toffees would be willing to sanction the 25-year-old sale if they receive an offer north of 50 million. While Jones has previously told Give Me Sport that the deal could actually happen. Um, obviously, super agent Kai Jirokin is known to have a close working relationship with Arsenal's technical director, Edu, and is also believed to be close to the Everton owner. Jones believes the involvement of the Iranian businessman who was spotted in the director's box at Goodison Park as the search for Rafa Benitez's successor got underway means Richarlison could arrive at the Emirates Stadium over Osimhen. It's like two and two and getting five in it. 
he's going to on on Osimhen people and Richarlison. Well, Osimhen better yet. He said he's going to be very expensive. Napoli aren't going to let this guy go on the cheap. They paid a lot of money for him themselves, and he's going to go for even more money than that. Really great journalism. Personally, I still think that a deal like Richarlison is more likely than that one, especially as it's looking as it's starting to look like Kai Jirokin might be involved again. So yeah, people, that's that. Um, obviously, where Arsenal are concerned, I'm sure you all saw Stuttgart avoided relegation yesterday, and that means Mavropanos will sign permanently for obviously Stuttgart. Missing that going to make a healthy profit. Arsenal set for 2.5 transfer windfall after conclusion of Bundesliga season. People, as you lot know, Arsenal are set to receive a 2.5 transfer windfall from Bundesliga outfit Stuttgart after avoiding relegation on Sunday. That's because the obligation to buy agreement in in Mavropanos' loan is now active. Obviously, it means a lot, people. The Gunners were to receive €3 million Euro windfall from Stuttgart as per their obligation to buy agreement in the loan deal taking Mavropanos to the Mercedes-Benz Arena last summer. Um, Dortmund and West Ham have monitored Mavropanos' progress in Germany. He's progressed, but he, I wouldn't say he's going to shore up any defence. With several, you know, he's given away a hell of a lot of penalties. He's still quite rash. You know, I'd, I'm, we should have probably made more money, but it is what it is. Him and Guendouzi probably committed to obligations a year early for no reason where they would have returned to the club a year left. Guendouzi had a good season, as did Mavropanos in the large of it. You would have made some more peace. So we'll have to see people. Football London understands that Arteta had doubts over Mavropanos' ball distribution despite the Greeks' international impressive statistics in the Bundesliga last season. I share that. He's just not what we need. He could be part of the squad, but he's just not what we need. He's behind all the other young players, really, if I'm honest with you, and not to mention his injury proneness. Sagner explains why Arsenal don't need to sign Yuri Telemans this summer. Sagner also said we're going to win the league within two years. I want whatever he's smoking. Apparently, he said we don't need to sign a midfielder and should focus on bringing in the centre-back and striker this summer. Allow it, man. Allow it, man. Let's go exactly to what he said. We're talking about quality players here, so of course they can have an impact on the team. Whatever they are, what, whether they are necessary or not is another question. I'd say the most important position is the striker. I hear that. Goals win games, but it's like building a house. The striker could be as good as he wants. If your midfield can't get on the ball and give service to the striker, it's a myth. You know, you get a better midfielder, you see a better Bakayo Saka, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, this, whoever this striker is. You know, you probably see the fullback start to chip in. You see a better team defensively because attack is a form of defence, whether you're holding on to the ball or just turning up the pressure notches. So I don't agree with that. I do agree, but you get the point. He said, Lacazette is coming to the end of his contract already. Arsenal already have quality midfielders and El Nene is doing very well. So I'm not sure whether they should cover more of the, the midfield position. We've got Partey too and he's important. It's almost like Sagan not watching the fucking season. In my mind, they should focus on signing a centre-back. I'd get with a centre-back um, and a striker. We have Xhaka who can play out from the back. But that's only ever going to be temporary solution in the event of injuries or or or, or, or suspensions. Signing a top centre back is something they need to do this summer. I mean, considering the fact that you spent fifty million on a centre back last summer, there's definitely alarm bells ringing. If that's the case, really and truly, I don't think he's wrong. But I mean, come on now. Yeah. Apparently, Arsenal won a Kanji, but I'm not going to bore you lot with that, people. It's a point in where the transfer news is concerned, people, because there's a kanji. Obviously, the primary thing is Aaron Hickey. So, yeah, it is what it is, people. 
apparently. In fact, just finally to nice to see English publications catching on to the Aaron Hickey thing. Arsenal agreement reached on Aaron Hickey, trans Hickey transfer with final details left to be sold, so probably personal terms and them things there. But it's nice to see we've done what you... It is what it is, people. 20 million euros. It is what it is. So, yeah, man. See what's going on there. Let's scroll back and see what other transfer things there are. We spoke about you yesterday. Don't give a crap what Jody Morris has said. If I'm completely honest with you, shout him out. Why Hickey is a perfect fit for Arsenal. Let's see that. Don't care about Burnley. Don't care. Definitely don't care about, about you within a golden boot. But yeah, let's see what's being said here. Arsenal are preparing an opening bid for top target Gabriel. Has this Manchester City are reportedly ready to sell the Brazilian for a fee of around 50 million following signing Haaland. The Gunners are also said to be leading the race for Napoli's Nigerian striker Victor Osimhen, and they're on the verge of signing Brazilian youngster Marquinhos. I've never seen him play. Just based on the two-minute highlights, looks extremely raw. You know, extremely raw. First touch needs to improve, needs to play with his head up, but he does look okay. You know, not everyone's going to do the Martinelli thing and be part of our first team. So if you sign him for two, three million and he goes on to become a first team player in some capacity, great. He ties in what we want. If the 19 year old doesn't, then train him up to a level where he could be sold on potentially, because that's the level we need to get to. We need to get to a level where whether it's Hayland prospects or people coming into the team where we just make profit. Certain man may never play for this team and we should, you know, you should get Tavares into a scenario where minimum you're making double of that. So we'll have to see. Apparently, it's also been claimed that the baller would be willing to Apparently, Man United are to reportedly use Anthony Martial. Not not not, not better than Thierry Henry Martial in, a, in an exchange offer for Victor Osimhen. I don't know. Arteta had his press conference. Don't really think we're in that. Eddie Nketiah is tipped for West Ham, people. Lewandowski's agreed a new three-year deal, obviously. Uh, a three-year deal with Barcelona. I don't know why it's saying us. We know that Marseille wants Saliba, so it don't surprise me we see that. Happy belated birthday once again to uh, Aaron Ramsdale. Jonathan David rumours he finally scored again. He scored yesterday for Leo. Isn't that his, isn't that his first or second goal in 2022? So it ain't really been cushy for him, really and truly, where he's where he's been going on. But it is what it is in that regard. We're still only at 70 likes, people. What are you lot playing at? But apparently Arsenal reportedly faced a transfer battle for Jonathan David. The Gunners have been linked with a move for the Leal striker. 50 million, they're taking the piss. To be honest, El Nene could play in midfield, in defence. I'd rather El Nene go into, the, go into a back three than than, than Xhaka, because I just think Lokonga away from home at this moment, he scares me this season, really. So, yeah, man, it's a bit disappointing. Fiorentina boss wants Torreira permanently. Now, we heard Torreira's failing to agree personal terms with them, but apparently he said the playmaker is the Volcrum of the team. So if the midfield is running smoothly, the whole side runs smoothly. This is one of the main principles of football. Lucas brought balance and has been prolific in front of goal too, showing his extraordinary quality. Maybe Emre was onto something when he was telling him to play at the 10. There are no doubts what he can give up, give this squad in the future, so stay there per, per, permanently, really. Shout Uncle Ian. I would not mind a couple of them midfielders over there at Lille. 
Why Hickey is the perfect fit for Arteta's Arsenal, says this report. Arsenal are closing in on a 25 million euro deal for Bologna's Aaron Hickey, a player who seems to be the perfect fit for Mikel Arteta's squad in North London. He's proven himself to be an exciting and talented fullback this season under his manager, scoring five goals and getting an assist in 34 appearances this season. And he seems ready for the jump to a big club this summer, joining TNE. Um, again, able to play both as a left-back and right-back. Um, he's able to play in a three or a four. He, um, he'd be an incredible, reliable backup for Tierney, who has struggled with injuries. Apparently, he completes 33.8 passes per 90 minutes on average, only a little below Tierney's 42.4. His work rate is usually a little less progressive than his Arsenal counterparts, 162 progressive passes per 90 to 357. But it makes up for that with significantly better defensive numbers. Hickey wins 0.69 tackles per 90. Hey, man, what's all of this? Per 90. Um, successfully applies pressure 3.53 times per 90 and makes 2.0 blocks per 90 in comparison to Tierney's numbers, which are obviously below. Obviously, I don't know the fact that Tierney's been injured might play a part. Um, considering that Arsenal often find themselves stretched a little thin in the fullback department, Especially when considering Tomiyasu's injury troubles, Hickey would be an incredibly smart signing by the North London side. It's true because it also means if we faced what we faced today, maybe Hickey could go to left back or right back and Tomiyasu could play in defence. I wish Tierney was available because you could even... Tierney's got to be a candidate to play in the back three as as, as Tomiyasu. You know what? The wickedest thing is two of our fullbacks are probably the two best centre-halves at the club. You know, really. I probably think, to, looking at it, I'm a big Gabriel fan. Gabriel's probably, the, in terms of... Tommy asked, Gabriel's the best centre-back for me, but in terms of reading the game, football intelligence and stuff, Tierney and Tommy Asu are probably the best defenders at this club and they're probably the best full, they're probably the best centre-halves. They might not be the most imposing physically speaking mainly for Tierney because Tommy Asu is, but yeah, man, it is what it is. So yeah, that's that transfer news people nipped in a bud, um, really. Not really much to speak about beyond the obvious. Hopefully tomorrow is filled with more. How many fullbacks do we need plus White can play right back? Well, we clear. I think we need two. You need someone that could, you know, well, if you provided Hickey signs, you need one. You know, Hickey can play left back and right back. I would still want another right back. Who that candidate is, I don't know. But I think you need someone that can be used. Because, again, Tierney on the best of days has injury problems. Tommy Asu had some injury problems. Probably a part of that is because, not that we're overplaying him, but if you use something more times, it's susceptible to wear and tear. You know, we've been, even with one game a week, I tried to tell fans, it doesn't matter if you're playing one game or two games or three games in 10 days. You're forgetting that the physical demands of Premier League football. You know, we've had mad injuries this season, mad problems, and we've not made it easier with what we're doing in the market in January. What the man think is going to be the case where you're playing Champions League or Europa League, where you already got to insert more games to the calendar, especially Europa League, where it's a longer tournament. There's more rounds, there's more games than the Champions League, really and truly. So you need a squad. For me, left back, right back need to arrive. I would be open to another centre half for, for obvious reasons. Centre mid, ideally two, you know, hoping for one. It goes without saying one or two strikers are required, really and truly. So, yeah, man. Do you allow Ainsley or Bellerin to come back and fight for their place? No, I think we've passed that now, man. We've passed that, bro. We've passed that. You know, I would love for Ainsley to have a role in the squad. But, you know, you're always moaning on Instagram. You wanted to leave and go Roma. You're on the bench there. You need to ask yourself questions. The Arsenal and, and, and you story needs to end. Now, of course, if we're playing in Europe, there's more games. I definitely would prefer Ainsley Maitland-Niles over Cedric. But, boy, if you don't want to be here, 
if it's not going to happen, if the manager don't really rate you and things for whatever, you've got to keep it moving. Bellerin speaks like Arsenal is a pastime, you know. Again, Bellerin's better than Cedric, so by default. But yeah, man, it's, 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 we need to move on from it now, really. So safe, bro. Like, it's, it's just time to keep it moving, man. In my in my mind, anyways, I don't know much, but I just think it's time to keep it moving. I don't blame him for 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 complaining. He wants to play games, but it's dead, man. We have players who can play right back, but we need a certain one. Exactly that. As long as Tavares and Cedric are key players in the squad, we'll always need some fullbacks. Amen. We literally have one senior right back. Cedric Tomiyasu is more of a centre back. You can tell by the way he plays, same as White. So we need another right back to be honest, trust. But even that, I'd rather Ben White play right back than 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 Cedric really. Careful, careful, G1. People might have said, you know, there was no need to loan out Saliba. Of course, when you're seeing the form at times of Gabriel and Ben White being volatile young players, they could have come in. Obviously, loan report next week. People have been watching Saliba, you know, we've watched him in, in the Conference League where they've gone out. We've watched him against Leon where, you know, second half it was long for them and whatnot. And he's played against Rennes yesterday, sorry, which I need to watch it on the replay, but that's it done. He's become a French international. He's played for a big club in Marseille that have been competing in Europe and trying to qualify for the Champions League. You know, he's played under Sao Paulo. He played in a back three, played in a four. You know, there's a lot for Saliba to learn, you know, very composed on the ball. I think he's he's, he's grown in physicality and stature. He's more calmer on the ball. He's ticking along. Still 21, still a lot of naivety, sometimes playing unnecessary passes. Sometimes, one thing I like about him is he wants to get involved on the ball, but he will learn some lessons. In the Premier League, he's going to suffer a culture shock. You're not going to get that much time on the ball. Um as you do in France. I do think he's improved in the air, but I do think he needs to improve in the air. I do think his marking has improved, but sometimes, like, even what game was it, man? Oh, who was it? It's one of the recent games. It might have been Lyon, you know. It might have been Lyon, where the hardest thing to do in football is watch the ball and the man. He's not him and someone else. It's really mainly the right back. They're not watching the men. Sometimes he's, he, he, I think in the air, he needs to improve a lot, but the, the loan's been justified. He's played football, he's become a French international. You heard reports yesterday that he's coming back and he's going to be involved. So it is what it is, people, you know. He said he wants to be involved, probably going to start as third choice. It's calm, you know. In an ideal world, I would like, for me anyways, Saliba, Ben White, Gabriel, a next centre-back, you know, holding. And then probably you got Tommy Asu to, 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 you know, Tommy Asu and these sort of characters can, can fill in and whatnot. Holding your part of the furniture, you know. We need depth, bro. Look at look at look at Liverpool. You know, look at Liverpool. They spent fifty million on Canata. I know we started yesterday, but there's plenty of time. Liverpool fans probably say their best partnership is probably Matip and Van Dijk. You've got Joe Gomez, where it's a shame that Joe Gomez has them three ahead of him. They spent fifty million on Canate. Van Dijk is Van Dijk, and Matip's been a loyal servant. You could probably scream, get games at right back. You've got Trent there, so it is what it is. And apparently Liverpool are buying Calvin Ramsey. I can't lie, Joe Gomez. I would love Joe Gomez at Arsenal, but that's a pipe dream, isn't it, really? Pause. Um, so, yeah, man, it's been backed up. 51 appearances, 20 clean sheets. And the thing is, the wickedest thing is, Marseille are not even a good defensive side. But watching Marseille, they're entertainment. You've seen, obviously, Payet's injured now. But, you know, their entertainment values, they're not necessarily, they're prone to brain farts. They're prone to naiveties. I've been, it's been a joy to watch Saliba. It's been a joy to watch Gwendozi. Uh, it's a joy to watch Paya at Marseille. What's my man? I, I, I mean, Harrits had a little revival, but Marseille games have been lit to watch um, for, for the um, for the long reports and that. I'm even seeing Gwendozi, I swear it was a few months ago, Gwendozi and that they're scrapping the fans. You know, I'm sure there was a stage where every week, 
French fans, French football fans of all clubs were just moving crazy. I'm a bit upset that Saliba couldn't get couldn't get over the line to the, to the Conference League final. Congratulations to both Ainsley Maitland-Nelson and, and Reese Nelson because they'll both Roma and Feyenoord will be competing. But fundamentally, Saliba has returned a more important player. When you see the crises we've had at centre half this season at times, when you see certain players that have been around. I can understand fans' frustration. Myself, I could say Saliba play here and there. But in reality, for whatever reason, we spent 50 million on Ben White. Gabriel's the left-sided centre-back. You had Holden, that's cool to be a sideman. Marie up until January. If you're not going to play Saliba, cool, let him go out on loan, come back more confident and do a thing, really. And I hope he gets his opportunity, man, and we can finally go. And half the fans that are crying about this guy, when he makes the inevitable mistake, they're going to turn on him. When, you know, Saliba, Gabriel, Ben White, they're all at the same stage. Old habits die hard. It's tough to learn as a defender. Physically, they've all got to improve. I think Saliba's a better reader of the game than Gabriel. I'd say for me, Gabriel's weakness is he's too emotional. I think he's very blinkered sometimes. Ben White, sometimes I don't think he thinks like a defender. I think if you were to offer him playing in midfield, he would take that. Saliba, sometimes I just just general new youthful naiveties. I would say the biggest things for me, sometimes caught flat-footed, considering you're the facts, you're six foot applaud, um Plus, I think you could be better in the air, you know. Sometimes I think you get too gassed when, you know, you really want to play football and stuff like that. And co considering Arsenal play a high line, these are all issues. But these are things you'd expect at 21. After people crying, when Saliba inevitably gets ripped in the Premier League, they're going to turn on him. The career's never like that. Saliba's never going to come here and just boss it for, for the rest of his career. Same with the young players and etc. But people don't take heed of these things, mate. It is what it is in that regards. Saliba thoughts. Hey, G1, shout out to you. That was a fantastic segment, you know. Making the content for me. Appreciative to all of you lot tuned in. Don't forget, people, tomorrow's a jam-packed day. It starts at 10 a.m. 10 a.m., 11.30. we got to get some football manager in there as well. And obviously, 7 p.m., it's Newcastle versus Arsenal. That will be on Twitch and YouTube, folks. So, yeah, make sure you're all here, man. How is this trusty? I don't know him. I can't verify his thing. Sounding like that Matt Maizega stuff at Chelsea. He's just going to go and do the marketing stuff, man. Arsenal tax, though, man. You got to, you know, man are going to get injuries. Happy to see Grindozi developing. As of right now, I'm leaving. I'm thinking, mean, leaning towards Saliba more than Gabriel and Ben White. They're all like this. They're all in the same bracket. Like, nobody's clear of anyone. They're all in the same bracket. They're all young centre-halves. But, you know, when you do the maths, they've all got potential. And it would be a shame because we could... Obviously, they're not all going to stay at Arsenal for life. But, you know, that could be our defence sorted for a minute, really and truly. Because, what, Gabriel costs about 30 million. Ben White's 50. My maths is poor, but that's about 80. Saliba was 27. So, you're touching close to 100 million. It'd be, it'd be a shame not to pattern that all in it really and we've got some decent options you know Gab Tommy Asu can play there Ben White can play there now there's genuine pressure you know really and truly so let's just see what's going on man if Gabriel and Ben White are the first choice centre-half fair play if Gabriel's messing about which I think he has done in the last few games Ben White could come in with Gab with Saliba or it could be Saliba and Gabriel or you know Tommy Asu's fullback fullback might be shaky so whoever this next right back plays there will we shift Ben White over there like he did for Leeds and obviously Brighton you know all of these lot need to improve but yeah now nah, I don't think Gabriel's learning old habits die hard but he's he, and, and let's not be let's be honest there's been times he's been good he's been good for the vast majority of the season I think in this last furlough furlong of this season 
I think he's been quite poor. Ben White as well. I think Ben White was very poor at Chelsea. Um, I just think, yeah, I think Gabriel's been very poor and he's got to start learning. But old habits are going to die hard. And for me, the much as I like Gabriel, he's an emotional defender. He's not necessarily a, a cool reader of the game. I like, he's a bit like Koscielny, different, but he's a bit like Koscielny is that he's aggressive. He likes to get tight, but he's too blinkered. Even in the build-up to the red, you know, our whole team has problems defensively. Even in the build-up to the red card at Spurs, go and watch it back, people. Yes, Cedric's made the foul, holding's being holding. But if you look at it, you know, Cedric has got Sessignon. He's unaware of Sessignon and he's looking inside. You know, Holding is looking at is looking at Kane. You know, Gabriel is just ball watching. He's not. It's that sort of thing there. You know, you've got to be more calculated. But I expect this. I'd rather work with these players than certain quote unquote experienced players at this football club. Uh, listen, he had half a seat. Let's let's be let's let's let just let Brook Norton Coffee develop. He's got a lot to work on. He's doing he's on the right track. He's doing well. Do I think he's ready to compete in the Premier League? I'd I'd root for him, but let's just let him have a chance, man. Bro pulled a muscle with that reach charge. Pepe should look for a move, man. I mean, he's contracted until 2024. Could you really afford to? Do you really? Could you really afford to sit on the bench for another year? You're just wasting time. Get your agent to get you gone. I rate Pepe, but obviously our manager doesn't. And and if I was Pepe, I'd want to play first team football somewhere where the manager respects him. Exactly. Just keep it moving. I don't think Palace are taking Pepe with his wages. To be fair, I don't. I think it's along with an option to buy him. Fuck all of this. I don't see the point of signing the baller. Hey, this is a better false nine and he's more like Smith Rowe, so I don't see it happening. The baller, if we can't get Jao Felix on a free, would be decent business. Low now, Nuno. Nothing wrong with bringing the baller in if you address the main issues, but he's a luxury player for us. Exactly. I ain't got time for luxuries, bro. We need milk and bread in the in, in, in the in the yard, man, before we start trying to do the Veru and stuff. Let's just pattern off this what we need to pattern off. Defence needs to be solid against Newcastle. I think the coaches need to have a word with the defensive players and motivate them to defend out there. So I'll be real, it's at the point of the season where no one should be able to tell you anything. You don't need to get your own heads in check. If I'm completely honest with you. So yeah, man, it's one of them. Someone gave Kuliseski dodgy food. Bracey. I mean, if defenders aren't making mistakes, they're not developing. And we listen, we want to people talk about wanting to do this young player thing. Defenders are gonna do stupid shit. Strikers, young strikers are gonna do stupid shit. Midfielders are gonna dilly dally. It's all about learning. So, so when I see Gabriel, Ben White, Saka and Smith Rowe and, and Martinelli, when I look at certain games like Southampton or Brighton away where you need to take your chances, or I look at Lokonga where you're a bit blinker than the Crystal Palace, I expect these things. Tavares, numerous. And I know old habits die hard. And I think fans can, even myself, and this is why I try and paint a whole picture, because I think we are a bit harsh, because we don't see what a man is doing all week. Like, do I honestly think these players are not trying to improve? Of course not. And if we could see certain things, then yeah. And they are young, but at the same time, I don't think this young excuse, you're, you're young, you're still young in the grand scheme of things, but you're old enough to learn. Certain men are making the same mistakes. I'm harsh on Gabriel, but the same mistakes. Tavares, the same mistakes. Lokonga, the same mistakes. You know, I've let them develop, but again, 
you're old enough to learn and you lot are probably getting to that point now where, yeah, the manager improves you, but you lot got to do extra work. You know, again, how long, how hard is it really to learn that I'm out of position and I'm always having to react or I'm not looking over my shoulder or I want too long on the ball? Old habits die hard much in life, but these are things that the older you get or for me, the more games you play, you need to start patterning, if I'm completely honest. I'd rather have three players at 100 mil than one at 75, even two. I mean, it's all relative. It all depends who the flip sport. Takes time, man. Would be nice to potentially get Tommy and Aaron for the same price as Royal. I feel like even if we lose one of our defenders from the best back four, it crumbles exactly because we're not a good defensive side necessarily. We're an improved defensive side, as I've been saying all season. Statistics are not going to back that up, but I do think we're starting to think a bit better. I do think there's a bit more ruggedness, but fundamentally, we're not a good defensive side. We're not because that's not our mandate. You don't concede the amount of cheap goals we concede if you're a good defensive side. You don't have the numerous switching offs. You don't have the brain farts, you know, and more time is them experienced ones as well. You know, certain teams that are below us, like you've seen historically when Leeds won the Bielsa or typically Graham Potter, sometimes some players might not be involved. Ben White, he weren't involved at Brighton. You don't see too much of a drop off in quality. Liverpool, for obvious reasons, there's not too much of a drop-off in quality, but they're a dramatically improved defensive side beyond just ability in terms of mentality since Klopp walked in. It's a it's an inability to focus. Maybe it's a young thing. Maybe it's reflected of the manager. I don't know. We really miss Partey more than anyone. He's able to play DM by himself. When he was fit, Xhaka was pressing up. Now he's out. Xhaka and then he have to sit. Bet the centre-backs miss Partey as well. Probably. The young player's excuse gets tiring. It saves the manager when both are making mistakes. Boy. I mean, I'll cut the young player some slack, but, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. And also, for me, one thing that annoys me at Arsenal is experienced players doing bullshit. Like, in the grand scheme of things, Rob Holding, you're one of the, you know, you're, you're, you're one of the more experienced players in that team. Cedric, the less said on Cedric, the better. You know, these sort of guys. Or the beat. So it is what it is. Off topic, I don't know who this guy is. I think we spoke about it yesterday. But Tottenham and Arsenal are battling each other to sign Argentine Argentina's youngest super, young superstar, Carlos Alcaraz. I have to do research on him. I'm not about Donny. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that one develops. You can't be a good defensive side relying on young players and guys like Cedric and Holden. Exactly. And the mandate, like, Arsenal's never been a defensively-minded club. What was the last 30 defender that come through our academy properly? Tony Adams. How long ago that was? All the guys that have come specifically through our academy and played defence is accidental drillings. Gibbs weren't a fullback by nature necessarily. Ashley Cole wasn't. Ainsley Maitland-Niles could do it all. You're, you already know, if you're more winger, cam, sort of midfield done, you're already more likely to make it at this football club. I, bad, my, I have so much high hopes with Brook Norton Coffee. Let the man develop and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's not too many. We need to get in a position where we can plug gaps. As much as I like Saka and all these guys coming through our academy, 
Imagine you just had a Kyle Walker-Peters humble backup, a little Tyreek Mitchell. These little things coming through, we need them as well because they save you peas. As much as I'm cool with Hickey, maybe if we had a competent Joe Bloggs or Darnell Smith, you know, or Jamal Satin, we might save our money. But it is what it is, man. We're not a defensively-minded club. Where you look at Chelsea, it don't really matter where you play per se. You're gonna you get it right back, centre mid, bare man are coming through. It don't really matter where you're going. And these sort of things, man, can help us. We really need to look at what we're doing as well, as as well as obviously making sure people's contracts are tied down and cash is made. Good point, you know. Rarely any but obviously, bro. What 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 defenders though? Fran Marita was shit, man. He what he left. He says one of his biggest regrets is leaving. Shouldn't have left at the time he did. It didn't help him being the next Cess thing. He was never that, in my opinion. He never had it. Yeah, your, your hair was gelled and that, and he was and whatnot. He played midfield, but it was a myth. I'm still taking the baller and Jesus. We shouldn't be relying on Martinelli and Saka game in, game out. And these men should have position. These men should play to provide competition like Jota and Diaz at Liverpool. I mean, yeah, Kyle Bartley, accidental. Him and Semi Ajayi, you know, over there at, at, at Cardiff, they're, well, they're at West Brom now. They're doing all right, man. Rangers always get some. What do you make of our first signing, Marquinhos? I don't know anything about him to give an informed opinion, but yeah, man, develop. All I care about is developing in him to a standard where he can be sold on for peas or he goes on to progress. Because, yeah, it is what it is. So we're going to have to see, man. What else is going on in the world of football? Hmm. Ballard's done well at, at, at Millwall. Wouldn't mind him being part of the squad. My guess is that he'll move on permanently. I don't know anything, but you're going to have... For, for Ballard, you're going to have Saliba, Ben White, Gabriel all ahead of you. You're going to have even Dons like Marie and these things who are still contracted. Probably best to keep him moving. He has done very well. Never been so hyped for academy players. Can't lie. Post Wenger, the club has been much better. Has been much run much better in general, has it? You reckon? Take your word for it. But again, we're relying on Tommy Asutini and, and Partey. Flight risks, injury risks. You know, I don't, I don't know. Partey was never really injured at Atletico. I don't know for Tommy Asu's injury status over there at. Um, over there at uh, Bologna before signing for us. So is it something we're doing or not doing? I thought it was Marquinhos from PSG, sad to say, man. Hate to admit, but Chelsea collectively has better production of youth, of course, but at the same time, psh, where were them Cobham bricks yesterday, man? You reckon Ballard is Premier League quality, never seen him play? It's difficult when a man ain't judged in the Prem. What I would say is he took to League One very well. He took to the Championship well. He always takes to it well. If he never got injured at Swindon Town, maybe he'd be in a position, you know. I wouldn't mind him being part of the squad, but truthfully, not a clue. One thing I do like about him, he's actually a defender that likes to defend. So I'll back him all the way, but truthfully, I don't know. 
You, it's one of them. I don't know. I see. Problem is we don't rotate exactly. If we have this ain't broke, don't fix it approach that cost us against Crystal Palace with Xhaka flying forward and isolating Tavares on top of Tavares being silly. That potentially harmed us the other game against Spurs. Really, could we have went free at the back and been difficult to to thingy tie down? We should give Mavropanos a chance next season. Nah. What chance? Like, there's no chance. You can't have Saliba, Gabriel, and Ben White and scream Mavropanos chance. Like, not everyone can click, but there's only there's a lot of games, but there's only certain games. And while I'm all for rotation, you've got to pick the best lineup you can. Like, it's a fantasy world. Crazy, man. Who's the biggest what-if player from our academy? For me, it would be Jack Wilshire. Just because what if you never got injured? I wouldn't call them what-ifs players. And they're not, you know, I'd, when I say academy, I just mean playing academy. I do think, for me, I would say Eunice Musa is obviously doing good things at Valencia. Serge Gnabry, Ishmael Benassia. And Malcolm Aboe is doing well at, at Derby. They're the ones that I really would have liked to have seen stay at the club and think they really could have done things here, all at their own little stages. Potentially Marlon as well. Raw, Herfa Berlin's fans back in their numbers again. I don't know how they found out about my channel, but pick up your... I don't want to have to block you. And that's what I mean when I say, could we get someone that could just come in? Nah, I wouldn't say Glenn Komara. You've done well for yourself, but I wouldn't put him up there. Nah, doing well for yourself over there at Rangers, man. Apart from that, myth. Crazy stuff. Not anything else going on in the world of football, folks, or specifically Arsenal. Trying to see what's going on. Specific to Arsenal. Dead, really. Let's change that to an hour ago. No, not really, folks. Not really, not really, not really. But yeah, man, according to Marcel, we're being linked with this, Donnie. Who's been linked with Spurs? Apparently, Wolves, Arsenal, Tottenham, all competing for Carlos Alcaraz. Apparently, not just us, Atletico, Sevilla, Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan, PSV are all interested in securing the services from Racing Club. Never seen him play before. He's got a release clause of 20 million odd pounds, people. They're willing to let him go for 16. Um, so, yeah, there's a little discount to be said there. He's 18. Nothing about him, people. Don't even know he's not even said the, the, the position my man plays, so no clue about him. But you know, he's young, if he's got potential, do whatever he needs to research. We need to be done, can't verify his ticket at all. 
Jay Simpson, the what if player. Take your word for it. What's actually going down with the ball? I don't know, but we spoke about that. Thoughts on Patton and Hutchinson? You think they should go on loan? I think Patino should stay at least until January. I think Amari's ready to go play men's football if it's not going to happen here. Bless up yourself, DG. Appreciate you. What positions are priority for the transfer window next season? Same as everyone. Up front, midfield, spine of the team, left back, right back. These sort of things, man. Glenn Kamara hasn't really been in our best 11 at Rangers this season. Lumpstrong, Jack, Ramsey, Rebo more often. Oh, fair. Hey, I don't know, man. It's difficult to tell the tone over a message, man. I don't know, bro. So, yeah, man, it is what it is in that regards. If you've hit the like button, very appreciative to you lot people. 110 likes. Thank you very much for doing such. I ain't supporting no one, bro. Burnley are going to crumble, bro. I don't care what Burnley and what Spurs are doing. It's... Yeah, we're going to move behind them. You lot need to go and do what you're doing on the ball. You know what I mean, go and do what, you know, you need to do what you're doing in, on Monday against Newcastle and be on the ball. Simple as that. We, we're Right now, it's nil-nil. You know Spurs are going to score. Glenn Kamara's saucy on the ball. Bars on the floor, if that's what's called saucy. Fair enough, though. You can only deal with what you're used to. To be fair, you know, this costs 12 quid at Spurs. To be fair. Could be a lot worse. It's a bump, but I've seen people bumped a lot more at football games for food. Fair enough. Do you watch the Spurs game? I don't. I mean, I'll watch Spurs. I just don't care for Spurs today, blood. Don't matter. I just want Arsenal to do their job tomorrow, boy, which I don't think we're doing. I was more confident about playing Spurs than Newcastle. So where does that leave me after the game? I wouldn't be wrong, but I'm as confident or as scared as these lot show. And again, we're our own worst enemy. Because again, I've been saying this on YouTube for years. You don't miss out on top four necessarily because teams are blisteringly, blisteringly better than you. Spurs, Arsenal, United, whoever is fighting for top four and misses out, they've got themselves to blame because of their own inconsistencies. I'll discount Brentford, Chelsea and City at the start of the season, but Brighton twice, Crystal Palace twice, specifically at home, because much like Everton and United away, the three consistencies in those three games was we took the lead and failed to come home with the, with, with the victory. In the Premier League, game management, man management, you know, reacting to setbacks, controlling periods, scoring and then we're conceding. It's these sort of naiveties that have played a part in Arsenal not getting Champions League or potentially not getting Champions League or making it harder. And at the end of the day, while I don't care about the Spurs game because I think Burnley are going to win that, you, I mean, Burnley are going to lose that. I hope Burnley do win it. You've got to take your points. We've been here at, at points this season where, you know, other teams have dropped points. We've not taken our points, you know. And I blame Arsenal fans to a slight degree because anytime you start looking at Chelsea in third position, we start glassing, as I said yesterday. So let's just do our job. Somehow it's still in your hands. You've been given chance of the chance of the chance of the chance of the chance. Much like every year, every team who does not get top four is, you know, you've tried really hard to fail and not get it. It's a battle of inconsistency. Spurs, Arsenal, United, we're, we're talking about it. Wolves and West Ham are in that debate. None of us have been good for close to 30 games a season this season, like Liverpool and City. There's been 10 games, man, are good. Five games, man, are shit. 10 games, man, are good. This and that. So it is what it is. It's all set up for that late Spurs winner, man. 
No, watch any watch any game you want, but like, man, I support in Burnley. Don't put your control your own variables, like in life, man. That's all dead. I don't want to be relying on them, man. Dude. I might watch West Ham, Man City, though. That's seen it. Apparently, Rafina has no relegation clause of 75 million euros. The only clause of 25 million if Leeds get relegated. That don't really make sense, but that's what they said. Crazy. So, yeah, it is what it is. Big up DJ in the, in the chat. Spurs are singing in North London as well. They, they bopped us 3-0. They can. What a trophy for Spurs. You know, in fact, to be fair, Spurs are going to get silverware. You know, they've done the treble this season, you know. They beat Arsenal 3-0. Palace didn't even do that. You know, some might get the golden boot and they've got the Arsenal. Arsenal bottled it um, in January. Fair enough. They can talk all of that. I know if I know if he, if I was a footballer, which I'm not, if I retired tomorrow, which let's face it, son's 29, Kane's getting on a bit. Is that what is that the war stories you're gonna tell your kids? Hear it, man. You have to hold our licks. Spurs are allowed to chat their shit, but boy, it is what it is. Shouldn't have lost, and they might shut the hell up. What a treble. What a treble. Fantastic treble. Salix Ferguson can't even talk to that. Now nah, they're allowed to sing, bro. If we done it, we'd ask them, we'd be chatting, man. Let's be honest. Football fans, I think I've seen Arsenal, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs. Everyone likes to do this. When, when it's when it's not on our foot, the shoe's not on our foot. Oh, they're obsessed. They're talking about us. But then we're always chatting. This is football. Like, don't lose. You don't get bants. Even if Spurs lose today, I feel that we'll still bottle it. Boy. Spurs have the best loan move of the season award, to be fair. Trust what a great thing. Shout out, Roger. Your comment's not coming. What's going on? Big up, DJ, in the community. Pardon me. Sunday blessings to you. It's sad that Arsenal fans look for the club to succeed by letting others do the work. Why can't Arsenal fans demand Arsenal to just do better? I think they all are, but boy, it's crazy. Is Kane the best player in history not to win a trophy? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Do you think Arteta's man man? Do you think Arteta's management style is too? I can't even say that, but yeah, being a dictator. Uh, probably, you know. I do think he's shown good examples of, you know, doing the Wenger stuff and whatnot, but I'm keen to see how he handles difficult personalities that are actually needed in the team. It's very easy to drop out a past it, Aubameyang, or Aubameyang that's... That... I think it's going to be that, but what is it going to be when it's Ramsdale one day or this, this new number nine who's going to come in? I'm very interested to see how he plays that game. Spurs have problems with Burnley. Bro, it's a 90-minute game. Spurs are going to score that last-minute goal, man. Like, they're going to pat him, bro. They always do this. They've had 10 shots, four on target, bro. They're going to bust down that door. I don't even... Please, man. For someone not watching the game, I'm doing a lot of talking about Spurs, Burnley. I don't care about it, man. It is what it is. I'm going off to... I'm, I'm just going to enjoy my Sunday, man. There's no point getting worked up over this game and it's Arsenal and that, you know, just prepare for tomorrow. Because I don't think it's going to be positive tomorrow. I want to be wrong, but I can only go... Based on what they said, what based on what they're showing me, I mean, if I wish we could all be op as optimistic as 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 Bakari Sagna, trust the process, which I do, but I don't want to put labels on things. He said, 
Sadna has predicted Mikel Arteta's Arsenal will win the Premier League title in just two years' time and urged Arsenal fans to trust the process. So you're just twerking to get a coaching job, really. I was worried about how Arsenal were going to perform this season, but they've proven me wrong. There's clearly a process and fans need to trust the process and keep the faith, which I think we've done. Write them off next season if you want, but I'm sure in two seasons' time, they'll be topping the league as champions. If you look at how, how they played City at the Emirates, they outplayed them. Spurs did the double with one of their worst managers against City, with one of their worst managers in a while, in Nuno. And now Conte's obviously taken four, three points of City, four if you consider the draw with Liverpool. We're talking about how well we played in the defeat, where in the last minute of the game, you know, Rob Holden and Ben White have lost the battles against Laporte and Rodri. All right, there is something building, but let's slow it down, man. Not many teams can do that and be able to outplay them. You have to have a lot of confidence, a lot of quality. And I didn't see any other players, any others play this way against City this season. I mean, Southampton in the FA Cup got battered, but they chucked it a bit better than us. Even Liverpool didn't take it to them like this. They are So they are promising signs for the future. There are, but I don't know about league titles and that. You're chatting shit, man. Them blonde extensions going to your head, bro. Probably smoking one of his blonde extensions. And with that note, people, Sagna's, yeah, man, with that note, I'm off to enjoy my Sunday, man. I ain't watching no football. I'm just cooling off, man. So, yeah, obviously, people, it's been a fantastic live stream where we've obviously talked about the transfer news. We vaguely talked about Saliba. We've talked about one, two things, people. So, yeah, I appreciate you lot. Do not forget, people. Tomorrow across Twitch and YouTube, the big one of tomorrow will obviously be an hour before kickoff, Newcastle against Arsenal. But I'll be live at 10 a.m. on Twitch, 11.30 on, um, on YouTube and Twitch. I think we're going to play FM on Twitch shortly before Newcastle Arsenal. And then Newcastle Arsenal, so there's about four streams. There'll be obviously cut-up clips and whatnot. Please make sure you're following and subscribing across both platforms. You're following on Twitter as well as Spotify and all these things. Don't miss a beat, man. So, yeah, on that note, I'm going to love and leave you. Last question, though. How far would you say Arsenal are behind Chelsea, City and Liverpool? Well, there's... We're, we're, way, we're, we're years away from these things, bro. I don't know with Chelsea, with their new owner and that now, but they're somewhere away, ahead in front. We're a long way away, man. I don't know. Until I know what I can get from 10 games, 20 games, 30 games, certain levels of consistencies, we're a long way away, bro. How long's a piece of string? Long way away. I hope, I hope I'm wrong, but long way away, man. Big up yourselves, Twitch gang, YouTube ones, appreciative. I'm out. Oh!